Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing the 18th of July. Last week was definitely a bearish week for the markets. Prices across the board slipped. I mean, that's on all commodities and on oil. What we saw was a a slew of kind of negative economic data on the macro side. So fears of COVID outbreaks in China. The Chinese economy actually recorded a slowdown on Thursday, and we saw uh, US inflation rates go to an all-time high, which immediately spiked the dollar with a lot of currency traders fearing that, you know, we're going to see another percent interest rate hike in the US in order to control what they see as rampant inflation. Oil slipped and oil has uh, it's remained below $100 a barrel, which is pretty good. Got to a low of about $93 last week. It's now back at 97 But certainly what you've seen in the ag markets with prices coming down isn't purely to do with ags. It's actually to do with these wider macroeconomic impacts. I mean, as we stand at the minute, feed wheat harvest X farm, you're probably around 242. Feed barley is at 212. And oilseed rape delivered the store is about 542. Certainly at these levels, there's buying interest coming in. And certainly today we've seen that markets have kind of stabilised. Funnily enough, the dollar seems to have got a little bit weaker against sterling. But only time will tell. It's all going to be about these interest rate hikes and how the inflation figures come through. The potential grain corridor deal with Turkey, Ukraine and Russia will come to pass with the UN overseeing it. But looking at the detail of what the boats are having to go through, there's a lot of work to do there. And it's whether the speed of the shipping can be increased as these systems are in place. The Russians are obviously paranoid about weapons being smuggled in grain or empty vessels and checks need to be done. I mean, it's all complete paranoia, but these are the embargoes that they're putting on things in order to get grains out of Ukraine. As it stands, the heat wave that we're experiencing is obviously causing a lot of stress to corn crops in Europe, and certainly that's going to be one to watch over the next few weeks. The water deficit that we've got across most of Europe is pretty phenomenal. Anecdotally, there are some nuclear reactors in France that are actually having to shut down because they can't get enough water out of the rivers to cool themselves down. So it's ironic that with all this phenomenal sunshine and heat, we've actually got a deficit of power in Europe in France with a lack of water in the rivers. And that lack of water in other rivers, because Europe is very key in terms of barge transport for coal, grains, all kinds of things. And certainly a lot of the river authorities, 
well, Italy, Germany mainly at the minute are saying with water levels getting dangerously low, they are having to limit the amount of cargoes that are moving about. All that uncertainty, I think, just adds a bit of a bullish feel to the market. We're looking at 35 degree heat on Monday and Tuesday. How crops are going to stand up to that, time will tell. You know, on the rapeseed side, certainly some of the rape stalks are still a bit green, so they can probably take it. I think some of the spring barleys could be getting quite stressed. Certainly on the winter barley side, you know, a lot of the crops are getting very rapidly cut. And I imagine certainly in Norfolk, a lot of people would have finished by now. Going forwards on the market, obviously with all this phenomenal hot weather, grains are pretty dry. So running them into store, cooling them down is, is the key point there. And once they're cool and well settled, they'll obviously store well. So going forward, I think holding crops and keeping our markets could be a strategy that you need to adopt. I think the main thing is that, you know, over the next week, harvest will progress nicely in the UK. And as I say, with Europe, we're starting to see combines rolling up into the north of France. Yields seem to be holding up. But again, it's going to be how this corn crop fares in Europe. I think that could dictate a lot of where the markets go. So with that in mind, I think just try and stay cool and have a good week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. The Aylsham Show is back. Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of August. The central theme to this year's show is highlighting Norfolk's importance as a primary food producer. Visitors will find something that caters to all tastes, from animal exhibitions and competitions to main ring displays, classic cars and agricultural vehicles, plus an extensive food and cookery zone, all in the beautiful surrounding of Blickling Park. The Aylsham Show, Bank Holiday Monday, 29th of August. We look forward to seeing you there. Right, here we are, doing Green Podcast. I've got the dream team again hello josh hello ben hello ian hello it is harvest it is hot we're opening the beers early let's go ready right i have got a saturday lager which josh has told me is amazing and it's very good an old school lager unfiltered bursting with flavor ian oh so there are lagers you told me there weren't any lagers these are from my Father's Day beer box again. Yeah, I'm you, sharing them with you. Yeah, but you didn't share the only lager, did you? <laughs> I've got a uh, vocation, life and death. It's got skull and crossbone on it, so that's a good sign. Classic IPA. Very hip and hop, Ian. Mine's a vocation, hop, skip and juice, hazy pale ale. It's uh, interesting. Oh. No, it's all right, it's fine. It's not okay. as good as your beer, though, Ben. That is really good beer. Oh, my God, Webby. That is, that is an enormous head of your beer. I can't even see my finger through this pint glass. Look at, <laughs> look at the colour of that. Right. Yeah, it's been hectic. Where should we start, Ian? Well, harvest is now... Oh, we talked about the start of harvest last week, didn't we? But we are now full Isn't flight. It? Yeah. Oh, Ian, Joe's back. Is he? Yeah. Because, do you remember you missed him? <laughs> I didn't realise he was back. <laughs> Did you know he was gone? <laughs> No, that's cool. <laughs> no, and before we say anything else, actually, Andrew is still away, and it's been nice. No, yeah, well, he's we have heard from him a few times, and he's yeah, seems right. He's been watching us on the cameras, hasn't he? Yeah, in the yard. which is a bit weird. Yeah, yard's been good. It's been busy, hectic, big queues, which is terrible to see, but also really nice to see. Yeah, in a strange way. And how's it all coming in, Ian? 
good. It's a good kit, isn't it? Really good. Winter barley's, I think, like average nitrogen on this craft is like 1.48 or something, which is incredibly low. I think the retentions are averaging over 90. They look really good. So I don't know if the yield is there, although Ian says it is. No, mixed bag. I think we what we said last week rings true. You know, the light lands have been disappointing, but let's say better than expected because they could have been awful. Good to medium heavy lands have been, I think, good. Okay. So I'd probably classify it as an average winter barley harvest. And as we're recording this, obviously Monday, Tuesday is going to be this phenomenal heat wave. Yeah. What do you think about that? Does that mean another day in you and your sandals? Unlike you and Josh, I don't buy harvest trainers. For reference, <coughs> Ben has quite bad athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you, Josh. But it's going to be a scorcher, isn't it? I mean, the thing that is very concerning at the moment is just how quickly these crops are turning. Yeah. I mean, we've got you know, crash bang wallop, winter barley's done in just three days of coal mining, and you're going to see, well, we think, we've been told, we're going to see spring barley's next week. And wheat and obviously rape. Yeah. Well, rapes has been cut, as yeah, you know. Yeah. Interesting one on yields. I mean, you're probably best place to chat about that, aren't you? But no, you go on. I mean, they've been good, haven't they, rapeseed yields? They have been good, but I was speaking to another farmer and he didn't think they were going to be very good, but I just don't know. Yeah, I've heard <coughs> some sort of four and a half, and even some having the odd field pub chat in the five ton territory. Okay. And good oil profiles. So yeah, yeah. I think that's quite an encouraging start. But it does feel like there's going to be that classic, not that we've seen it the last couple of years, but harvest pressure thing going on. And <coughs> where is it all going to go in the short term? Yeah, agreed. I think just word to the wise, we've been saying it to a few growers, you've just got to watch that moisture on rapeseed. It needs to be between nine and six. You know, you just pick your time when you cut it. Totally, totally agree with Ben. The ones I've seen today are actually 8% generally, <coughs> which is like bang on, isn't it? Perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think the other problem is this time next week, you could have, there will almost certainly be five or six different things that all need to move. So lorries are going to be at a real bottleneck over the next 10 days. Yes. I've just thought about one thing. So that took, immature, your, that took you a while. Immature seed. Some of the stalks are green as green. Yeah. And we've had a few people going at it and literally just taking the top off, taking the pods and you know leaving a long stalk and whatever they do with it after that, maybe it's flailing or whatever. But just a slight warning, no one wants to see immature seeds come into store or wherever it's going to go. don't know whether you do or don't know this, so I might be teaching growers to suck eggs, but take your rapeseed, whack it on a white paper, obviously not the whole sample, but and then crush it onto the white paper and if it is a Norwich City yellow, you're good. If it is actually the Norwich City green on the shirt, you're not good. Nice. So, yeah. <clears throat> good sporting to, reference. If you're then. not in Norfolk, look up the shirt colours and see what <laughs> colour green that is. And you're really wanting to be, you know, sub 2%. So, mm. not saying you want to necessarily can out 100 rapeseed grains, because that's <clears throat> quite hard going. I mean, just coming back on the pressure of movement, lots of commodities coming ready at the same time. I hate to say it, the weather for the next two weeks looks good. With a grow this morning who's has a subscription to one of the weather channels for what this is worth. And he's saying in, I don't know, middle of, end of next week, he might get one mil of rain. But the next two to three weeks is bone dry. Right, okay. So, so that's interesting, isn't it? End of harvest in July. <clears throat> no, don't tempt, no, don't tempt fate. It's funny you say that because it really could be fairly soon. It could be early August when we're getting through it. 
So we had a really hot, for reference, last weekend we had a really warm weather, didn't we? It's 32 degrees down the beach on Sunday. And then we've got a following one this week, and normally that's followed by rain. There's still nothing really on the forecast, which is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And actually, while, while we're talking about weather, we need to talk about Europe, Webby, and the heat wave there. Yeah, well, our French correspondent got on to us last week, didn't he, saying... Yeah, well, now he's in Italy. Now he's in Italy, yeah. Yeah, corn crop, the maize crop, is... Wow, it's a critical point for the growth stage, and this weather, 40-degree heat, it's not, not good. Not good. And anecdotally, the River Po in Italy is at its lowest level for 50 years. Apparently, Italy are going to call an extreme drought in northern Italy. And the Rhine in Germany, which is one of the key transport rivers... Apparently that's dangerously low and they're going to stop shipments. So, John, it's a very <coughs> difficult, pivotal moment to be talking about grain marketing because you take all of what we've just said there, you naturally would be like, bloody hell, that's pretty bullish, isn't it? Yeah. But we're facing a crop that's about to hit everyone. There is an immediate pressure. Yep. So <laughs> it's in a difficult place. How much is priced in? How much is factored in? Are there going to be the pressure sellers? Will the pressure selling only be... 10 days fortnight possibly kind of still think the other side of harvest we've got a correction coming and it kind of does feel looking at some of the chicago markets it does feel like there's a little bit of stalling going on now at these numbers yeah the chicago markets took a, a hit across most of but the dollar strength this week has been phenomenal i mean we actually went to 117.9 on the dollar today which you know we haven't seen for a long time if ever we saw it at COVID, but that you know that was exceptional. Yeah, you know it's kind of keep a uh, what you call it a lid on those CBOT prices, isn't it? Yeah. Certainly, but because uh, your exports are very expensive, yeah. what are you going to do? They've got to come down in price. But you know, we've got on the bearish side, we've got the grain corridor being negotiated with Ukraine, Turkey, and Russia. What are your views on that? That story's been knocking around for several weeks and maybe even a month now. No longer, probably six, eight weeks now. So, how much of that is priced in? I think a reasonable amount. Yeah, you know, because the UN are breaking the deal and they're publishing updates quite often on it. Bullish moment is when that deal falls flat on its face, if and when, and it's you know, well, that deal falls flat on its face, or a boat leaves the Black Sea and sinks. You know, something goes wrong, and it sounds like it's a pretty complicated deal anyway. Mm. So yeah, it's a tough few weeks ahead. I think is. Short harvest, short condensed harvest, and then we get to enjoy a bit of the summer at the end. Not at Jimmy Gray. Hopefully, not, yeah. Not we, we won't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find something for us to do. Yeah, there'll, there'll always be a job. What else has been kicking about? Do we want to dip into the political world? We do. Not for very long. No, no, we do. Ben has an announcement to make. Yeah. Well, I hope, go on, Ben. I hope all the press is listening. I yeah. have been on the piss a few times... With Penny Morden. Have you? Yeah. PM for PM, as her strap line goes. <laughs> and uh, so where, oh, well, where, did, where, did that, yeah, where did that come around? It was when I was at Reading. I okay. was in my third year. Yeah. She was bizarrely going out with my hall manager. And if you go onto her Wikipedia profile, she even mentions that she was married to him for a year. Sounds like someone's been creeping. <laughs> 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 well, if I'm honest... When we were going out for drinks, Penny did keep giving me the eye, but I just don't So you, did he put a shot past her bow? I was dating four different women at that time, Ian. Did she have a penchant for sort of like gingers that wear sandals? 
<laughs> I didn't wear sandals then, Webby. <laughs> Fascinating. I couldn't believe it. Penny Morden has come from nowhere. And I thought, Christ, I do recognise her. And then I realised, yeah, she was at Reading with me. I was in my final year. She was doing her degree in something. And, yeah, she was in my halls of residence. Okay. And I mean, she was, yeah, she was, you know, you a bit any, of a looker. Any juicy gossip to spill, or is it what goes on tour stays on tour? What goes on tour stays on tour, Ian. Really? If the tour ever took place. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, she's got stiff competition against Rishi, hasn't she? Dishy Rishi. She probably stands out because she hasn't come out and said or done anything particularly stupid, has she? No, and she kind of stayed back from Bojo's government with two votes down. And she's second and, and seems to be climbing up the uh, poll ratings, so... Well, yeah, fair play. Why not, you know? Yeah. That'd be our fourth in, what, how many years? Six years or something, so... You don't mind having a woman in charge, do you, Ian? Go home for Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the politics is interesting. That was my, uh, yeah, that's my politics story, so I'll probably publish a book later on this year. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Go sell it to The Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> Was that another reference to sandal wearers? Ginger sandal wearers. Yeah. I just need to be vegan, and I've done it. I did hear a rumour to get rid of athletes' foot, you've got a wee on them in the shower. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find Webby weighing on my feet now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, weighing in your sandals. You take them off. <laughs> so... I think good news is that the glorious leader will be back next week and I'm not quite sure how he's going to react to everything. Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of a shock. We've had a fair bit in, actually, and I think by the time he comes in, put my neck on the line here, but 90% of winter barley is going to be in store and cut. So, yeah, when there's spring barley and wheat looking at him, I think it'll be interesting. So. We should all go on holiday then. Do you know the pleasing bit is, actually? You know, winter barley started, in essence, didn't they, really on Thursday, Friday? I mean, creeping in, probably oh, yeah. in the main on the oh. Monday. Yeah, yeah. But it is smashing in store really quickly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, And so, yeah, hopefully there's lots of people pleased that, yeah, it's cranging in and they're going to have free stores for an imminent rapeseed harvest and, uh, and also an imminent spring barley harvest. So, Yeah. Well, I think it's all, it's all going to come at us very quickly now. And the earlier comments that haulage is going to be tight is very true. But I think we just, you know, people just need to understand that. And we have had, you know, getting anything moved next day is gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, everything is backing into the middle of next week. So Yeah, so that needs to be where we are. Oh, we did have a USDA report out this week, didn't we, Webby? Yeah, this is awful. It's only a couple of days ago, but that feels like it's a fortnight, doesn't it? Yeah. Shows how much has happened the last couple of days. I can't remember actually the the content of it. I remember at the time it being a neutral report. It was neutral to bearish, and it was a world agricultural supply and demand update from the USDA. But the markets did get a slap, didn't they? They did. Which it felt probably lack of bullish news was a reason for a lot of people to sell it. But that's I'm saying that without having actually really analysed the numbers fully. <coughs> Just watched the reaction really on the screen. Yeah, I mean, I think they essentially. Stocks were up, and I think usage was slightly up, but overall they were neutral to, to bearish. Mm. So, you know, that had its impact on the market. The markets have carried on. I mean, they've been going down, but as you say, the pace seems to be slowing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
seeing some of these barley values erode is a bit demoralising. Um, they're eroding from high levels. They're still high. They are still high, yeah. I accept. But there's a little bit of, oh, it doesn't have that magical number to start with. I totally agree, but they're actually double what the harvest price was last year. Double, still, which is massive. Oh, I think Webby's got Lash Rash. Ah, little Lash Rash. It's, I know what it is. It's IPA. It's, it's, hazy it's the bloody hazy beers yeah, that get is. me. I totally agree, yeah. This is literally, yeah. There we go. I'm not just blushing from all the compliments you've given me, Ben. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hazy beers. Yeah, hazy so. beers, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, welcome to Ian's Health Issue podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got long enough. We have a few of those. Those are the physical ones, not the mental ones. <laughs> So, uh, where were we? I've lost my train of thought now. Oh, prices, well, yeah. Prices, yeah. Doubled. Yeah, yeah, they're double. They're, they're unreal, if you think about it. Yeah, okay, it might not be 300, but it's still massive. Right. I think as we sit here and finish our beers, we've got AD back on Monday. Ian will be very, very pleased to see him. Uh, Josh, will you be pleased? Well, over the moon. I do have a little thing for him, actually, which I hope he listens to before he comes in. Okay. And um, he has this big thing about Big Brother, you know, Big Brother this, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't have any in social media and scrap like that, which I think I respect him for. But in December, we had a new CCTV camera installed, and he's been checking up on us. So I was here at 10 o'clock or 1, whatever time it was, sometime Monday night, and he was like, well done for still being there. And I was like... What? Like, and then he's checking up on CCTV. He even had a moan at a lorry driver this morning at half past six in the morning from Italy for not wearing their high vis. Oh my god! Which he's right to do, obviously. Yeah, no, totally yeah. right. Oh god, I bet that holiday is really flying along. Yeah. <laughs> Ian will never criticise Andrew. <laughs> Actually, Ian likes being watched by yeah, Andrew. Exactly. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. We're well into it. I think, you know, it's okay. There's going to be stresses coming, but, you know, go on, Wibby. No, I was just going to sort of like happy harvesting and uh, fingers crossed for these springs because that's the next one that we're waiting for, isn't it, really? Yeah. Got winter in the bag and they're a known thing and it, yeah, fingers crossed. And views on the springs? I don't know. Okay. Really don't know. Lots of the feedback we are getting from farm is it's going to be, I don't know. Disappointing, mixed. a very, very mixed bag. Mixed bag. No one is looking forward to it, probably, is the best way of putting it. Okay. Well, you know, it's a challenge, isn't it? But you get them every year, every harvest. So, crack on with harvest. AD back. Next podcast, he'll, I'm sure, rant for most of it on his own. He won't want us, which is fair <laughs> enough. And yeah, just good luck out there. See you next week. See you later. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.